Hello and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm your host, Andrew Creditor, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm Jeff Lee, Deputy Editor. Last week, Belair announced the completion of a new facility in southern France that it says will be able to handle freighter conversions, among other things. It's been a mystery that we would like to solve. The company claims that this facility will be set up for both narrow-body and wide-body conversion and hinted that it would relocate some conversion projects here. We've had some discussions with a few SDC holders who told us that they currently don't plan to use the French conversion facility. So we haven't been able to nail down exactly what Valère intends to do. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Valère was, of course, the first customer for both EFW and 321 Precision Conversions, um, A321 Freighter Conversion Programs. And Valère has so far taken um, another A321 P2F, so they've got three. Um, But since then, several of its um, A321s that we had expected to see heading into conversion have not really moved. So we don't really know what's going on there. For now, we can only wait and see what Valer has in store. It's likely it's already had deals with customers lined up and some other activities the facility will have in the house. Beyond speculation, we have some very real news from Airbus and Boeing, the wide body market last week. Oh, yes, um, particularly with Airbus, because ADSG said it has now signed nine more A330P2F conversion slots with EFW. Um, and now ATSG already had 20 slots they announced last year, and those run from 2023 to 2025. So this really solidifies um, the company's position as the largest A330 conversion customer for EFW, um, at least for now. A couple of interesting things. All of the these new nine new slots run uh, from the beginning of 2026 to the end of 2026. So... You know, EFW is now selling slots for at least 2026 and beyond. Um, and that's even with all all the conversion lines that they're expecting to, to start using uh, pretty soon in China and the US. Um, and, you know, there have been a few recent um, announcements with EFW on the A330 already. So earlier this month, we had CDB Aviation topping up its order book, um, and they now hold 14 slots. DHL, of course, uh, the first A330 300 P2F customer already has eight in operation um, and they have three more in Dresden undergoing conversion or about to undergo conversion. Another interesting thing is that ATSG has now secured commitments for 14 uh, of those initial 20 slots um, from four different customers outside North America. Um, and this is exactly the kind of international growth that ATSG had been hoping for um, in en- entering the A330 conversion market. Um, this is similar to CDB because CDB now um, has started signing commitments for its aircraft, um, you know, with two new A330 P2F customers in China. At the same time, though, ATSG is still bullish on the 767 platform and holds slots with both IAI and Boeing. In fact, the company is the largest 767 freighter lessor. Um, and they told us that they expect 
the first Boeing induction later this year. And of course, they've got additional placements lined up uh, this year with DHL, uh, Star Air, um, and possibly even customers like Raya Airways in Malaysia and Astral Aviation in Kenya. This is a big deal. I mean, it's huge, in fact. And it, it just highlights the growing role that the A330 will play in the freighter conversion market. Case in point, last week, Moss Air launched its rebranding around the A330-200 P2F. They accepted it in January. Moss currently also expects three other A330s in conversion with EFW that we know of, one more Dash 200 and two larger Dash 300s. But the airline aims to add at least several more A330s to its fleet in the next couple of years. Part of that is due to the availability of the A330 feedstock, but it also is because of the need to eventually replace some of the older medium wide bodies out there. One interesting thing to point out is that one source told us that the price of the A321 was almost as high as an A330. That is just, uh, that is shocking. Uh, and that's just a reflection of how crazy the market is at the moment. Um, that being said, we, of course, continue to see 737s serve as the entry point into the cargo market for, for some passenger airlines. Earlier this month, we talked about Jeju Air in South Korea and Last week, we also had Mesa Airlines in the US, which just took its first dry lease 737-400. That carrier is already a CMI partner for DHL and has two of DHL's 737-400s in operation. Um, But this is the first 737 in Mesa's own colors, um, and the airline intends to use that aircraft uh, both as a spare for DHL and for its own ACMI services. So in some ways, this is a bit reminiscent of iAero Airways, um, which was the first 737-800 CMI partner for DHL, um, and now has several, but it then proceeded to dry lease um, 737-800 freighters of its own and intends to grow its freighter fleet. Speaking of 737 next generations, like every week, we have more heading into and leaving conversion, but we're also seeing some interesting and surprising new customers and operators. But we'll leave that for later as we try to uncover the stories behind those. In closing, both Jeff and I are closely monitoring the recent conflict in Eastern Europe as they affect operations activity of carriers around the region particularly Antonov Airlines. Until we have further information on these dramatic developments, it goes without saying that both Jeff and I are eagerly awaiting peace in the region. And on that note, that's it for today. For those tuning in to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect. Thank you. For more multimedia content like this, check out CargoFacts.com and search Cargo Facts Connect on iTunes, Spotify. Join us again next time.